0: Okay, we are now live on House of Strauss. I am so excited. I'm thrilled, really. It feels a little bit like a reunion. I love these guys. I know I'm not supposed to. I know they're bad. I know they're evil. I am, of course, referring to Sam Esfendiari and Andy K. Liu, both co-hosts of the Light Years podcast. I would call them NBA populists. They have a particular perspective. They are the sworn enemies of NBA hipsterism, Uh, and they've got some fresh takes and they are their own. They don't play the political game. So I'm going to unmute Sam because I see Sam in here, Andy, true to form. Uh, oh, there he is. Beautiful. Let's get Andy in here as well. Invite him to speak. I mean, assume it's the right Andy. Have you guys figured out how to unmute yourselves? It's a very exciting introduction. Who else could
1: it be? Who who else could it be Ethan?
0: Sorry about that.
1: I, I was trying to figure out the app. Sorry about that. But uh, it's I'm okay.
0: <laughs> it's a warm welcome to you on the call-in app. It's very intuitive. Sam, Sam is unmuted himself as well. How you doing, Sam? I'm good.
2: I'm actually like 2 minutes from home. So, okay. Know, we're we're going to do this. We're doing this live <laughs> as I'm commuting.
0: Well, how about this, Appreciate Sam? Because you sound like a robot. Because you sound like a robot. So Andy and I will get us started. We will tee you up. I want you to listen, though. I want you to listen to what we are saying so you can respond. And then you check in, then text me when you're ready. That's what we're going to do. Wow. Wow. Getting
2: cut off already. No, that's fair. That's fair.
0: See you in a couple of minutes. Okay. Okay. Well, Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, the people listening, in case you don't know, there was a very unusual thing that happened in the NBA today. I think it dovetails with the particular, let's say, phase of the pandemic. I don't even know what to call it. It feels like it's gone on so long that at this point, people are being a little bit glib about it, a little bit strategic with it. And in the case of the Warriors and the Denver Nuggets, uh, they were supposed to play today. The Denver Nuggets uh, did not marshal enough live bodies to play and so the game was postponed uh it appears they had guys who were questionable for those who don't know about how the nba works questionable basically means 50-50 can play not play uh those guys i guess weren't called into action and there were enough guys who had covid or were in protocols or whatever and it seems that Draymond green of the warriors feels that this is a competitive Disadvantage to the Warriors. Uh, they are not appreciative of how the Nuggets handled it. And Andy, Andy, I'm very curious as to your thoughts about this. Is this part of my observation that we are in a new era with the pandemic where people are almost getting strategic with it? Oh, the
1: first thing I thought about was I would. (laughs) If I was if I were Mike Malone, I'm looking at my team and I'm already out Jamal Murray and MPJ. You know who might not play the rest of the season, Michael Porter Jr., and I've got guys on and off the list for the past few weeks. I would say, hey, look, we're the, we're the team here that's been unlucky. I'm not going to play this game tonight if I don't have to, right? Yeah, and, I, and I think yeah. the, they have four guys questionable. So, so I guess they just said, hey, these guys aren't going to be able to play, not because of COVID. They didn't send them to protocols. They just said, yeah, they, they can't play. The, the ankle's a little bit – they got a little twisted too much. Let's just, just, <laughs> let's just sit this one out tonight. It, honestly, yeah. genius. Yeah. It's well,
0: I I never saw this coming. I didn't think through the implications, partially because I don't cover the NBA anymore like that. So I'm not granular. Right. And I feel almost like Encino man, where you're going to describe things to me about the Warriors. And I, I'm just <laughs> going to be shocked at all that has happened since I've been gone. But I think that this is something that could fall on a good team more so than bad teams, because now they can be ducked in this way. Uh, because the league wants to present itself as very diligent, right, very conscientious with this, and that can be used cynically, can you believe there are cynical people in the n b a well you well I do
1: subscribe to your I do subscribe to everything you write, Ethan, so yes, I do believe there are still cynics in this world <laughs> <laughs> by the, by the way, if you were still covering the team i I feel like an opinion you would have would be that Gary Payton too should be in closing lineups
0: i 'm
3: just i don 't yeah.
1: know if that 's true or not but i feel like you would you would believe that
0: probably that'd, that'd probably be true i think i mean i just enjoy his minutes but man i i just enjoy the games like a normie right now i'm not like mr isfendiari trying to craft <laughs> the, the most spectacular of takes and observations i just think stupid things like him good at defense. Yes, more more him. Like, that's, that's how I think. I just look at it. I look at the games the exercise, Mike, and frankly, my takes are way better now. There's no overthinking. It's all intuitive. It's shooting from the oh,
1: hip. It's, it's more fun. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just more fun that way. And you get, you get to say whatever you want. I, I, do, you know, I do think that part of it with the, with the NBA is, is so many of these players – I mean, we look at Draymond tonight. I don't know if this was the route you're trying to get to, Ethan, but like, Draymond tonight, he's, tw- he's in protocols right now. so he's. Mm. Not even able to play basketball. Presumably, I don't know the actual rules, presumably because he tested positive for COVID. Um, but it doesn't appear like he's
0: no one dead. knows the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No one knows. Is, so so this is this is what we're teeing it up as. And it's why I was disappointed, maybe even enraged, that Sam was not here to start at the very beginning. I want to tee us up for Sam. And you going in on Adam Silver as the no rules, it's all good stepdad slash substitute teacher of the NBA. I might even, I might even defend Adam Silver against whatever is going to happen. That's what I wanted to tee up. That's what I wanted to start with, guys.
1: See, I, I, feel, like, I feel like this is perfect for Sam. But it, it, I, I'll, I'll do my best and then Sam will jump back in whenever he's ready to mm-hmm. roll. I, I do feel like he's stuck trying to do like three different things. Right, like, he, and hmm. and I don't. If you would just pick one, I think people wouldn't really give a shit. Like, I feel like the NFL always just picks. You know what? We're just whatever. We're just gonna pick the one <laughs> that makes us the most amount of money. And yeah. guess what? You got you guys may say like may say that you care, but honestly, you don't. You're still gonna watch the games regardless. <laughs> what, what, what do you think? would happen? What do you think? What happened? And I'm not saying that he should do this or he shouldn't do this. But I'm just yeah. saying, what would happen to the fans of Adam Silver? Just said, you know what? We're just going to not test as much. And if you don't have symptoms, it's all good. Again, I'm not saying that's a good thing or whether they should do it. People will be pissed. But I'm going to be honest. People are still going to watch the games. And if that's what Adam Silver really cares about, right, whether people watch the games or not, or whether people will go to the – watch, uh, you know, I don't want to watch – Kevin Pangos was playing today, Ethan. Like, what, what are we doing here? Like Kevin, Payne, like, <laughs> do you remember that guy playing? Where hey, hey, playing?
2: hey! Shout out, shout out our guy Quindary Witherspoon, who put in—he <laughs> <some>, <laughs> put in a solid, put in a solid ten-minute shift on Christmas Day. Real Bob hero. Booker.
1: Pick a side, Adam. Pick a side, Sam. All right, come, come, get, a, get, okay. us rolling
2: here. So my my whole thing is, I don't understand who he's doing this for. Mm. I, I don't understand who is asking for the NBA to arbitrarily test players who may or may not have symptoms and put them in protocols. My my issue with the whole thing is if I never heard Draymond Green was in protocol, I would not know. Like the only way I would know Draymond Green was – had COVID was if he was coughing all over, you know, yes. like Andy Lou on the sideline. So like uh, my whole thing here is – it's not that I'm like encouraging kind of like hiding the whole process. My whole thing is who is the NBA doing this whole thing for? Because at the same one, one side, they're like, we're going to test everyone and see what's going on. On the other hand, they're like, but if you're asymptomatic and you know, your, your name has two vowels in it and whatever, then you get out of the protocols on three days rest and this sort of stuff. And it's, it's hard to follow. Like they, they, Instead of doing what other leagues are doing, which is like, yeah, we'll, we'll make sure no one who has COVID is playing. And they're kind of like trying to make it not the center stage. The NBA cannot stop making it the center stage. Like they, mm. they do everything in their power to make everything about anything but the game.
0: Well. It also, it's funny, it backfires on them, how they've made news breaking the centerpiece of everything and their main reporters listen to them, focus on them, pay attention to them. And suddenly it just becomes a stream of flood of protocol, 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 protocol. Um, And that's the majority of what I'm getting if I'm just casually looking at Twitter or NBA Twitter. And it's not exciting. I'm surprised that the viewership wasn't worse on Christmas. I mean, it's terrible compared to the recent past, certainly. But considering that so much of the lead up was just casting doubt on who would even be showing up, and that was just dominating the news coverage, uh, it's amazing that as many people tuned in as they did. Uh, There is just so much opacity to it, to what you're saying. I. I'm not entirely sure of the rules. I know they got a lot more strict on the 26th, which is funny to me, uh, because they wanted as many people as possible playing on Christmas and then wanted to present, uh, you know, being more diligent afterwards. But if I'm to defend Adam Silver, I would say God knows how many constituencies he's trying to keep happy right now, in addition to the media, which as our criticism is with him, seems to be the main uh, constituency he cares about. But, you know, public health officials, different cities, and it's not like the NFL. I feel like the NFL tells the city that it's going this way, it's going this way. And the NBA just doesn't have that kind of capital.
2: But does it not have that kind of capital because he's not willing to do it? Or does Mm. it not have that kind of capital because, you know, it's not the NFL? like like uh like Kansas City can try to strong arm uh Roger Goodell all they want. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, but you know, like I, Roger or Patrick Mahomes can play his games in Tampa Bay, if, you know, if I want." So, and then yeah. and then, you know, that that goes away. So, like, it's it's a chicken or the egg situation, right?
0: Yeah, I do think sometimes and again, you don't know what you don't know. But I do think sometimes You can set the template. And this was the argument that I made a few weeks ago. It's that the NBA might have more cultural capital than it even gives itself credit for. And if it was the signifier that everybody was going to take COVID uh, not just seriously, but shut down society in March of 2020 when the NBA shut down, uh, they could maybe set the template of normalcy. In a way that cuts through the noise, because it's very noisy. You know, everybody's confused as to what the rules are, what the precautions are. Nobody wants to talk about it. I saw Nate Duncan give a take today on Twitter, and the reaction was like he was some sort of murderer. I mean, it's really hard to just set the oh, tone. Can we, can we criticize yeah, what, what,
3: no.
1: what is the take? <laughs> now, I need to, now I need to know what the take is.
0: <laughs> Let me see what the take was. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Well, I, just,
1: I also think why you do I read I read
2: every one of Nate's takes, by the way. I'm like the Coit 90, 96.5 like, telling his voice. Like <laughs> You got to do it in his voice. Just, I do it in the Nate, but my, make-
0: my sort of, you know, totally fake exaggerated Nate. I'm just fine at this point with the NBA continuing to have full stadiums given the low risk of COVID to those who are unvaccinated. That was the take. <laughs> you got to do 10 <laughs> steps lower.
1: Yeah. <either. laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's a large man, my, you, my guy. named Doug
1: You can't throw that takeout there. You can't throw that Maybe Twitter. He, they, smarter than that. Come on now.
0: <laughs> but he can. What's the downside? What are we gonna do? We're gonna, we're gonna drive up to Berkeley and fire him. You know, it's like a citizen's arrest.
1: <laughs> but he's gotta, he's gotta. Yeah, I guess he's just gotta read his mentions for, for a couple hours there. Um, I just the thing is, like, if you were, if you were, even, a I'm, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm a casual fan too. But yeah, the confusing part is, you just don't know what the actual rules are. Like, yeah. what, what, and then, and then we, we get out and we, now it's six days or five days, and then it'll be
3: three <laughs> days, and then it'll be
1: just, eh, just do whatever you want out there. Like, I, like I said, I don't know whether it's right or wrong, but it's like,
2: you got man, a nice man, step just, back. It's three days. Yeah. <laughs> if you're LeBron, it's
1: just, you know, just get out in 48 hours it's just false positive, you know, Steph is never going to go in, despite the fact that everyone on his team has gone to protocols now. Like, it's, <laughs> I'm not mad about it, but geez, man, what are the rules? Oh, that—that is
2: a good point. That's that's next level power. He uh, just—he's—he's too powerful for ratings to to test positive. (laughs) You can't.
1: Draymond, Wiggins, Poole, just James Wiseman's in there now, and just Moses Moody. But Steph? No, 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 no. Steph
3: it's (laughs) not possible.
1: Can never be.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The degree—I don't want to do too much COVID talk, but just the degree to which so much is unknown right now of Omicron. It's you, you hear. It's less bad. And so then there's the question of so should we try to get it, you know, over vaccinated? I mean I asked somebody who, let's say, is connected to the sciences and there was a long pause, and I was thinking, I I, I how is there no answer on whether I should try to get this or not? Right? I'm sure somebody has some contradictory opinion. It just seems like it seems like chaos. I'm sure the NBA will make its way through. I'm sure that it will have its season. I'm guessing they won't pause right. the season. But it is significant that up in Canada where they do take this stuff a lot more seriously, it was just announced that for the next three weeks at Scotiabank right. there aren't going to be fans again, which which sucks. Yeah,
2: I don't, I don't know what that's all about. That sounds like a terrible idea.
0: But um <laughs> <laughs> I thought you're gonna say country. <laughs> which I would have I mean I know I have subscribers and I have listeners from Canada, but I do I mean you know what part of it part of it is that instinct I have just because American NBA media is so pro-Toronto and I I find it to be the hipster memes that Sam has been sharing because they start praising it. They start praising Toronto for things American cities have. And I just wonder what, what, what is, what is this? You know, it's like, it's so diverse. It's so diverse. It's such a diverse city. It's just like, unlike New York and Chicago, like what, what are we doing here? What is this?
1: I don't. I, well, I like Toronto, but for reasons I think different from American media. So I just <laughs> mine more of the the club scene, and there's a lot of Asian women. So I, Andy's I know, Andy's <laughs> Andy's reasons
2: are more transactional, which are yeah. ultimately trans- more honest. So
3: yeah, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's uh, yeah. I they they have a different culture about it. Uh, I I was told that my take that the NBA should maybe relax testing on asymptomatic players was something you cannot say in Canada. It's just it, it cannot be said. It can't be done. They'll 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 take your livelihood in some way even if you're a humble substacker. So it's it's a different culture up there. The NBA I guess just has to deal with that in addition to everything everything else. But uh, my my, in whole, the meantime, my whole my whole question on the testing thing is like do you know what
2: the MLB's testing protocol was this season? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. I'm just. I'm just like
0: I. A I think parent- it's you spit a wad of chewing tobacco at the wall, and if it if it falls off the wall, then I I have no idea what it is. I have no idea what they do. No clue.
2: Yeah, the way I understand it is, if your team passes eighty five percent vaccination threshold, the only testing has to do with if people are sick, which mm-hmm. is similar to the NFL's. And my only point in bringing this up, and it's not to, you know, bring a pro-vax, anti-vax, any sort of take like that is, I guarantee you no one you know had an issue with the MLB's policy when they were watching the playoffs at all. No. But when the NBA lets you know their policy and lets it be debated in the public space, now it's like, you know, you can always have a more stringent policy. If you let people know what your current policy is, yeah. which is kind of like the, the the point, you know, no one knew what their policy was and no one seemed to care. It's like the the NBA is trying to find ways to um, kind of make their viewership more neurotic, I guess.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: No, it's it's the most neurotic league, uh, most neurotic league, certainly. And I have an idea. Ed- I'm just going to throw a take out here. I'm going to throw a take out here. Uh, it's a fresh take. It's a safe space. Uh, it's a safe space. Um, and by the way, people can get in the queue and ask questions whenever we can start taking questions. If we assume that Kyrie Irving has gotten COVID, and I believe that is the reporting, yes? Um, should he be subject? How, to how any many rest- times, though? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But should he should he be a subject to any restrictions? You know, are we free Kyrie? I'm kind of free Kyrie. I'm, I'm kind of like, he got I, I it? I want to throw...
2: I want to yeah. throw this take out there. Uh, Kevin Durant has been put in the protocols 3 separate times and each time he's come out of it and shot better. So <laughs> he was I'm, I'm, he just, was I'm just I'm just <laughs> I'm just wondering, you know, I, like is there a competitive advantage to getting I like,
0: forgotten that I'd forgotten that Sam uh, that Andy, I forgot that Sam was like the uh, the Greg Roy kind of uh playing both sides between us and Kevin Durant for a while.
1: <laughs> That's his boy, man. That's just, you, you think. You think Sam was gonna rule? They're him and Rich Kleiman and and and, uh, and Eddie Gonzalez. I mean, come on. They're like the three musketeers behind the scenes over there for uh, for old and old Pal back there. Uh. Stop. <laughs> Draymond's going to come out of protocols. Maybe he'll be able to shoot 33% from
0: three.
2: Maybe that's possible. Oh, that, that's, a, that's a good point. I'm about, to, I'm about to statistically track
0: Draymond from pre and post-COVID. Really twist post- really <laughs> your theory. We, we, we discussed it a bit last night, but I definitely want your takes. Uh, LeBron with the Spider-Man meme insinuating that COVID uh, is analogous to cold or the flu. Uh, what are the takes?
1: Oh, okay. So let me, let me go here because I thought it was funny. Because I thought it's cool to see LeBron get slandered on the timeline. But I tell you what, not but I tell you what, for guys like him, uh, just that, just professional athlete. And I I, I feel like 99% of the athletes feel this way. It really doesn't matter to them. Oh, yeah. Like they get it or they don't get it. Like, uh, look, for them and their job is to play basketball and try to win a championship and just win games. It doesn't matter, like
0: whether oh, that's, they get That's it, why, why I'm they, free, Kyrie. That's one of the reasons it, why I'm free, Kyrie.
1: Just, and when they and when they get it, it's not bad. Like most of the time, right? And so, like with yeah. Draymond right now, he's firing off 30 tweets today. You think the guy's sick? There's no way. There's
3: no. That, yeah, they're, I, they're
2: gonna I, clear. They're gonna clear him from protocols to get him off Twitter. So it's like no. It's,
1: it's, <laughs> it might be better. I,
2: might I look be at better. it as, I, but
0: it, yeah. I, I I spent the holidays getting as like fatter just fatter. I'm I'm getting fatter oh, these holidays. So I so what do I do? I go and get the booster, right? I'm a normal person, right? You got to be right. worried. But these athletes who have no body fat whatsoever and are in their 20s, I mean, it, it, and the thing is people do make their decisions based off what they encounter personally. I was walking up the hill today in my neighborhood I saw the dude that got COVID. My neighbor who got COVID, and it hit him really hard. And he still had, uh, you know, he had a lung transplant. He had the oxygen uh, in the nose, you know, the, the the stuff. I don't know what the term is for it. So that makes an impression, right? Even if I know that's anecdotal, even if I read the stats and the numbers and try to come to a conclusion, what happens to the people you know informs your sense of how serious the illness is. And what's happening right now is all these. Basketball players, all these athletes, the media is shrieking at them like it's the bubonic plague, but all their teammates who get it are fine. And I think that's informing some of the reaction when the media freaks out about Aaron Rodgers unvaccinated getting COVID and he's like that's fine three days stuff. later. Uh, what, what was that? <laughs> I said, That's pretty funny. I mean, Aaron Rodgers stuff is yeah. pretty funny. It was pretty funny. I mean, the whole thing is funny. It's funny for. I mean, By the way, Rogers.
2: Rogers, another player who has better stats post COVID than
0: pre COVID. Uh, this is a take. <laughs> I mean, I want no, Nate I just, Duncan to be one up tonight. I want you to let this fly. <laughs> I, wanna,
2: I, I, I want. I just want like you know cleaning the glass or one of these like very statistically inclined websites to give me COVID statistics. I need to know. You know, did, has is Wiggins shooting the ball better post-COVID? <laughs> That's what I need to know. Um, but to t- take it back to your LeBron point, I mostly just want him to be skewered because he's a hypocrite. So, like, <laughs> it, it comes down to like Andy will appreciate this. Yeah, I I I don't necessarily have an issue with LeBron. You know, questioning how it's going to affect him with regards to science in his own body because, you know, I'm not a doctor and yeah, he knows his body better than anyone else. I do enjoy the sheer number of times he's interjected himself into public spaces in which he is not an expert <laughs> and gotten the moral victory
4: backfiring on him.
2: Like just, 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 uh, just from, a. Just from a like a pure like Larry David like like that that standpoint, it's like ah now now you feel comfortable you know taking an unpopular opinion because you you didn't have a problem grandstanding when everyone was on your side for a while. I don't know. I need to I'm find just, the quote maybe maybe that he had. Curmudgeon. I
0: I need to find the quote that he had explaining it because it it sounded so Trump like just the cadence and the way <laughs> the weird ramble the sort of bullshit artist ramble. Andy, I want you to give your take, and I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look up the quote on this of LeBron explaining.
1: Um, of just everything overall. Look, I think with LeBron and even and even the stuff with Aaron Rodgers, the funniest part to me is they get all crazy with the A. Rod stuff. They get all insane when they're like, "Well, I just I have my own opinion, and uh, and I get to do, I get to think what I want." And it was always funny to me because can you imagine? Athletes love to get mad at media or just whomever. Whenever you tell them what they're doing wrong, that's the best part of it. Is If you were to tell them, like, hey, maybe you should have ran this pick and roll here. Maybe you should have played help defense there. Oh, Draymond will kill you. But God mm. forbid that they have an opinion about something that have, they have no idea on <laughs> with regards to science. God forbid. Um, so I don't
0: <laughs> <think> <laughs> th- okay, wrong. so this is the part that to me sounded like Trump. and And, and I'm talking like, more more Uh, uh, actually sounds like trump as opposed to i don't know what media would say
3: uh,
0: yeah everybody has a bad trump impression (laughs) i think people forgot about the flu people like literally (laughs) forgot about the flu during these times that's still going around it's flu season (laughs) it's just where you you take the word you repeat it you insist something that is just not true at all (laughs) you repeat it again (laughs)
3: A shrug forgot, you,
2: you got throw you got to throw a shrug in there, too, like a non sequitur <laughs> shrug it's like no one's talking I mean, about the flu anymore
0: yeah. to what andy <laughs> people forgot about the flu to what Andy is saying though, and again, if anybody wants to ask questions we, or just tell us we're idiots and we 're talking about sciencey stuff that we 're not qualified to, that's fine too, but you know to what Andy 's saying, the issue for these athletes um, is that some of them buy the premise that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar then bats them over the head with. And that's what gets them into trouble because I don't agree with what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is saying, for instance, when he rips LeBron and says, you have this massive responsibility. And when you do this, you're getting people killed. And these sorts of criticisms, I call it platformism. You know, you got to use your platform. This neurotic thing. I remember uh, my wife had a friend who was asking her once, like, what what is Ethan doing with his platform? You know? And I I really don't (laughs) know. They can try to make money.
1: Fuck. Well, yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Primarily, yes. But I really don't like that mentality. I think it nudges a lot of people who are not qualified uh, to speak on certain issues, to neurotically feel like they should. And we have enough noise in our culture. We don't need more people feeling some responsibility to speak on issues uh, that they don't even have an interest in right you know at least right now we're bullshitting on this particular issue we're interested in it we're not doing it out of some sense of moral responsibility or even worse the idea that we need to project a sense of moral responsibility (laughs) um so you know but they've bought into this and they believe in it they're saying i need to use my platform for this and i need to use it for that and then when they fuck up like in a situation such as this one, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is just waiting. And he's waiting to bat them over the head with it. And what can they say to him? Because they've accepted every premise that he is right. Guy hooking the takes. Yep, yep. They've accepted the entire thing. I have not. I have not accepted the premise that he has accepted and that they have accepted. But they're screwed because by their own standards, by their own logic, Kareem is correct. So that's my take on that.
1: I well but isn't that also LeBron's fault? Because he likes it. Like I, you're mm. right. You're right. But it's also like LeBron likes being given this platform to say what he has to say. Right? The problem is now that he's in aware territory where this isn't this isn't a race thing. Like this isn't the, the race when he gets into the race conversation, you know, he's he's more often than not, he's correct. Right? Because mm. more often than that he's going up against people that were just outwardly racist. So yes, of course you're gonna be correct. But in this particular situation, it's so nuanced that like, shit, he's going to say something that's wrong versus what most people are going to think is right. And now that he's a guy that believes he should use that platform for right and wrong, he looks foolish. If it was Clay yeah. Thompson coming out here and saying that, people would just be like, ah, that's you know, ah, Clay. He doesn't care about a platform. <laughs> or to, to educate people. You know what I mean?
0: But it's- or let me- <laughs> was accusing him of putting people at risk for dying, which – I, I'm sorry, that's Ooh. a little far. I mean, the Spider-Man Ooh. meme, really? Who's that really killing at this point, two years of the pandemic? <laughs> Obviously, Ooh. the Marvel franchise. But...
2: Um,
3: <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa! Ooh! Relax. Oh. What, relax.
2: What, I was going to say, piggybacking Andy's point, isn't it... Is it more of a commentary on shot selection?
3: Like... Yeah, yeah.
2: You're better off not commenting on everything so when you comment your words carry more weight. Um, but, but someone like LeBron who, uh, and I don't really want to, I do I do want to pick on him. That's why. Um, yeah. Like Give in. So, someone who's someone who's has opinions on everything. And you know, the, the media will ask him his opinion and he will opine on everything. He's just setting himself up to get caught in these situations yeah. where yep. he, you know, it, I don't even know how passionate he feels about his yeah. particular covid takes but the the sheer fact that he's now like stuck in a corner where he has to opine about it is what the issue here is whereas like Anthony Davis his teammate who's <laughs> relatively famous or Russell Westbrook who's very famous yeah no one's asking Russell Westbrook <laughs> his thoughts Dude, on Steve? you know incubation periods and like that sort of stuff and it's I mean, like
0: We'll start taking questions soon, but but Steve Kerr got caught up in this one because the media got into this pattern, I was there for it, of after every game. This thing's in the news, Steve. What do you think? This thing's in the news, Steve. What do you think? This thing's in the news, Steve. What do you think? And then it was, so Daryl Morey in China, and then it just did not, you set yourself up, you set yourself up. It's unfortunate we should all be able to just expound on whatever, but it does build an unsustainable expectation if you're the person who gives the take on everything.
1: The, there is no winning. Um, friend of the show, Andrew Sharp, uh, has a podcast and they talked about Stan Van Gundy's takes, and I agree. You just got to be SVG. You just give your take two weeks later. Just whatever, <laughs> whatever Twitter whatever <laughs> Twitter says. You know, he, he just respouts whatever they say, and you're just like, what the hell? December, it's December 28th. This guy's tweeting about something we argued about two months
0: ago. <laughs> I thought you were talking about uh, SVG's politics takes, which if I was commissioner of the NBA, I would say, I don't want to step on anybody. You're allowed to give political takes, but you're limited to one tweet a day, not not fucking 20. You know, you give your one political tweet today. We're not, we're not doing a fire hose. It's too much. So, so too like much the, premise,
2: the premise of this take is like SVG right now would be commenting on like, oh, wow. Mikel Bridges uh, really locked up stuff on 11-30-2021, you know?
1: He'll say something like, where it's, oh, Mikel Bridges is an underrated defender, where it's like, all right, dude, like we knew that last year. Like, we know this already. <laughs> we watched the postseason. Like, he'll tweet stuff like that. or just, But, like, that's the stuff where it's like, all right, he workshopped it because he saw what the reaction – anyway.
0: This is kind of – I, I need to too, do that. Just, <laughs> as, as someone who was divested from the game-to-game NBA, I need it, but let's, let's take a question from Ben. Let's take some, you know, let's take some questions. We want to be men of the people, of course. Okay. Ben, I'm just going to bullshit locations. Ben on a landline in Hayward. Ben.
4: Hey, it's uh, you, Ben from Queens. <laughs> nice. Uh, Big House of Strauss, Light Years combo listener. Uh, Fantastic. It. I, I have a, I, I have a, it's sort of a question for Sam, but I'm, so I'm a Knicks fan. Uh, Sorry, born and raised New Yorker. Bing bong, but baby. last year, Bing bong, Bing bong. For some reason, last year I got super into Light Years, super into watching the Warriors. It was fucking hilarious. Uh, definitely was not into the Warriors during the Dynasty and rooted for the Raptors. But now I'm like because I got caught up in them last year. Ben, I'm did you specifically call and
2: and sing about two way wigs? I know this voice. I though. did.
4: Yes. Yes. <laughs> I am the two-way wigs, but this is—you gotta see where I'm going with this, though. Sam, noted NBA hipster hater, Mm. hipster fan hater. Well, last year I was sort of the NBA hipster fan watching the dumpster fire that was the Kelly Oubre Warriors, waiting for Wiseman to show up. Now, obviously, this year Warriors not an NBA hipster team, just straight Steph, uh, Draymond. I mean, it's just—it's just great, but are you the original hipsters for mm. Ooh. a shit warriors team? And I'm last year's team into this one.
0: Ooh, great question. So, yeah.
4: so, so th- this comes down
2: to, if you're self-aware about your hipsterness, are you really a hipster? Like it, it's, it's third degree. I'm, I'm going to let Strauss and Andy opine. On like obvi- obviously, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Like how much a, of like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm poking fun at this thing we all see, but at the same time, you know, I kind of like it too. So <laughs> is it is it really that hipster or am I just doing that thing where I'm giving myself plausible deniability to act a certain way?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think you're doing that. Number one. Number two, <laughs> hipster is a little bit like politically correct where everybody sees it in others, but nobody would ever say, yeah, I'm, I'm a hipster or yeah, I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm very politically correct. Like I'm extremely politically correct. Nobody would ever say that. And so it is a little bit stigmatized and yet, yet people still are going to try to differentiate their takes. I mean, I couldn't keep up with it. Honestly, the level of hipsterism in the NBA fan sphere, media sphere, I, I just can't I can't touch those heights. I can't do it. And it's why I got out of the well, game, frankly. I can't keep up. I mean, one of the reasons why I packed it all up is just, I, A, there was a lot of other talent uh, covering the Warriors. I think Slater, Marcus Thompson, Kawakami are all great. But B, you sit next to Nate Duncan, and you just watched some of the things he's watching in real time and seeing, and it's just, I, no, you know what? I'm I'm out. I'm out. Uh, <laughs> i can't do this i can't do this at this particular level so i mean that's my take on it is that the hipsterism a lot of people are bullshitting but even within that i could not even i couldn't even do the bullshitting they're doing i couldn't even fake what they're faking it's so refined at this moment
1: (laughs) i would say uh i would say nba hipsterism is the reason why we have teams in oklahoma city and uh and uh, <laughs> Memphis <laughs> instead, of, instead of just more teams. Hey, shout, shout out shout
2: out the Grizzlies though. They're a fun little team to watch. Fun little team. on the team. head.
1: You just said fun little. <laughs> I know. I'm just. I'm just. But it's just like, oh god, it would be more fun if those teams were in. Well, I guess those crowds are cool too. But, god. Anyway. Um, I, yeah. I have nothing for the I have nothing for the hipster takes outside of I actually do enjoy watching Memphis a lot. And I yeah, I think it's very
0: important Memphis. to keep you know posting those Desmond Bain, Clay Thompson oh, wow. second year comparison basketball reference. <laughs> and, you know, it oh, makes wow. them, at, makes six, them, at six in the morning, yeah, <laughs> it makes the world go around. But let's take a question from Cupcakes. I believe out of Chicago, Cupcakes is. Let's make him the next caller.
5: Cupcakes, what's up, fellas? Hey. Ethan, I can't. I can't believe you're not using uh, your platform to bring more aware, uh, awareness to the flu problem, man. That's, that's uh, <laughs> people have the flu. They forgot about have the flu. flu. They're taking up hospital beds. Other things you should be <laughs> doing to change that.
0: It's very important. I apologize.
5: Um, you know, I, I'm going to switch questions based off what you fellas were just talking about with these little labels we like to throw around. Now. You say a hipster won't admit to being a hipster or call himself a hipster. But another group, nerds, can't Mm. wait to call themselves nerds. Can't wait to call everybody else nerds. Um, And it's funny. Like, look, I'm not the coolest guy, you know. Um, You could say you can roast me for the amount of basketball I want. I'm not going to be offended. But, like, I've got friends who are nerds. I know nerds. I'm not a nerd, you know. And I think nerd has become like watches a lot of watches a lot of basketball equals a nerd. And uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, does that just mean nerd now? You watch a lot of basketball? Yeah, I I, the nerd one is a weird one because people in a self-deprecating
0: way do say, oh, I'm you know, I'm a nerd or you'll see like it will be used as some sort of cultural cachet. Um, and, uh, in video game culture, you'll have a beautiful woman saying, I'm a video game nerd. And that's one of the ways that they, they get people to pay attention, I suppose. Or so I hear, I don't know anything about video games.
1: <laughs> is on Twitch all day.
0: I'm on Twitch. <laughs> that's why I have such terrible he's NBA watching, takes right he's now. He's watching
1: game streams all day from, uh, <laughs> you know what I, and,
0: and to do a Nate Duncan, a Nate Duncan take, I conceive of, and I, I hope he takes this as the compliment it is. Nate is the alpha nerd. You know, he is the right. he is the final boss. He is six six and completely confident in all of his opinions. There is no neuroticism to Nate Duncan, and yet the hyper focus, the detail-oriented uh, nature of his observation. Uh, I think you would have to say that Nate is a nerd, but in the best
5: <laughs> right. possible way. Right? They had a term, and I like those guys. I listen to those guys. They were talking about the best passers in the league, and they were uh, using the term, who has the most refined passing vocabulary? it's just like, (laughs) like, that's just some shit, like, that's some shit that I would never say, but God bless them, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, man, I mean, God bless them. They're incredible what they do.
1: I, I also feel there's another category of people here, since we're going down this route. I think there's a category of people who differentiate themselves from, maybe what you say, a nerd, by calling themselves, like, just eye test watchers, like, people who are just going to say, like, you know, forget the numbers. Whether that be, like, an actual thing or not, they're just going to be like, you know, I just watch the game in front of me. You know what Mm. I mean? I judge based on how much heart someone has. I don't care about, like, analytics. It's, like, this thing to them that's just, like, not a real thing or it just makes basketball worse. And I think that, that that's a thing that people call themselves as well, where it's just, like, we're just actually watching the game we right? We're not worried yeah. about the numbers we're not worried about d v o a that's a football stat. but like we 're not worried about any of this stuff We, we just watch way through.
2: too way too excited for trail Lance on sunday
0: yeah <laughs> oh, dude, I'm well, but, they, but they don't understand like the watching the game on that very high level is the the greatest that's the apogee of nerddom in my opinion when you're watching <laughs> the game and you're telling me exactly what's happening in the way Nate can i mean once you get above the numbers. It's that meme, right? The midwit meme where, you, the, there's, the, uh, where there's the person at the low end of, of intelligence, the person at the high end of intelligence. They have their agreement. It's like that with the NBA observation where both of them are saying, you just got to watch the games.
1: <laughs> it's the same thing. The, <laughs> no, matter what, no matter what argument anybody is trying to make, everybody's just trying to enjoy basketball, which is why Adam Silver, figure it out. Jesus. Mm. <laughs> so we can all watch hoops again. Well, I guess I'm still watching. I'm he's
0: gonna he's watching. gonna do too much figuring out. But thanks so much, Cupcakes. Uh there's our Warriors. <laughs> I don't know if it's the person who runs the Warriors Reddit. I have no idea. We're about to find out. You know? It's a it's a Reddit Avi, it's a Reddit insignia. Uh have I successfully made him next caller? What is going on? What is going on with the technology?
2: Is that Eric? Yeah. yeah, yeah, hey, can you hear me? Hey Hey, uh, this, is, this is Eric. Uh, I'm, I'm
6: one of the moderators over at Reddit Warriors. Uh, I've chatted it up with Sam and Andy a couple times, but Ethan, I have not had the privilege of speaking with you before.
0: Oh, very nice to speak with you. Uh oh. Comment. Who's not.
1: Oh, I thought that was me.
0: Yeah, I was worried it was me too. Eric, Eric, you're a little robotic. You're a little robotic, Eric.
2: Let, let's back this up and start over. <laughs> uh, it's it's the Matrix.
0: It's the, it's the Matrix. Let's try it one more time. And again, if anybody else wants to get into the queue, any and all questions. We're going to try to get right. back with Eric, with Eric later. I feel very radio professional when I say that. <laughs> we're going to try again. We're going to get our people on the switchboard. We're gonna see what's up with Eric. We're gonna see about it all. Um I mi-
1: Yeah, I miss when Sam and I did radio way back when, pre COVID days. Oh man, those were good times. They gave us the shitty Saturday night slot too, Ethan. So it was real real good. We had like we had no, oh, it was a lot of empty empty space that
0: we would kill. Good times. Can we talk about that? I mean, I never talked about that with sure. you guys. What was it like to be some some millennials in the radio world trying to make your way? <laughs> I
1: uh, Sam, I don't know about for Sam, but I'll tell you what: radio callers are way—they are just very optimistic, in my opinion. It, mm. it, 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 <laughs>
3: with
1: with our fans, whenever we do our post game shows, we'll, we'll have a good balance of people who are optimistic, people who aren't. Uh, but with radio callers, it's very much—you know—last season, you, I could imagine a lot of them just being like, you know, I believe in Andrew Wiggins, I believe in the front office, Steve Kerr's three rings, he's amazing. Like it's just a lot of that. I, it's good vibes. I feel like at least. Maybe that's a Bay Area thing, though. I'm sure that's not the case in Philadelphia.
0: I think that's just an outside of Twitter brain poisoning thing where people just <laughs> tend to enjoy the entertainment that they're given and can can appreciate for a relatively low cost unless they've got season tickets, I would, I would have to assume. We're going to try Eric one more time. One more time. Hopefully, whatever was happening has been rectified. Eric, Eric, are you no longer a robot? Uh, I hope not. I can hear you. I don't know if I'm coming through. Okay, we can hear you.
6: What's up? Uh, excellent. Sorry, I apparently uh, couldn't be heard earlier. No, I was saying it's less of a question, but more just continuing on some of the discussion that you are having about the Kareem LeBron comments. Mm. And uh, I was kind of, I'm in the camp. I think that LeBron deserved every piece of it,
2: truthfully. Um,
6: I think
0: Kareem mm. hit it right on the head. I'm trying, I'm mulling it. I'm mulling, does he, does he deserve every piece of it? Is that because you buy the premise that LeBron can actually influence things for the better and he was falling down on the job?
3: Yeah, I do. I do
0: some, um, and the reason that I believe that's the case is I think that uh, when you do have small things that are too large, uh-huh.
1: and you kind of... Uh, I don't think it's happening.
0: I don't Who think it's happening. I, I, but I like to assume that his his Am nuanced uh, opinion that was fairly erudite was just because fuck LeBron. That's why. <laughs> that's the reason.
2: <laughs> hey, I mean, a, that's I'm always my that's my that's my default perspective on most things. Just, <laughs> it, you, you know what, LeBron? You get into situations with bad faith, looking to make yourself look better. I'm going
0: to destroy you with bad faith when it goes the Mm. opposite way. I I disagree. Uh, Eye for for an eye. (laughs) I saw that Ruffles commercial, and uh, (laughs) I can now see the power uh, that LeBron wields and the way that he can use potato chips to uh, get people— Cheetos. uh, Yeah, (laughs) Cheetos. Yeah, the SNL version. Uh, Potato chips to get people— out of prison and to doing decent jobs running food trucks to get a blind man skateboarding i mean god what a what a i know i wrote about it but uh, that ad <laughs> the, the best part about that ruffles ad and i should have said this if people are listening and they don't know what i'm talking about there is a ruffles ad uh with lebron where he's in an empty movie theater watching just home videos of his early life and then you see these struggles and trials and tribulations that people are going through whether it's uh, a a blind man who wants to skateboard and uh a a man in prison who's trying to just create a life for himself and i think there's a single father and uh then at the end the big reveal is that it's a it's an ad for ruffles uh It's an Ad for ruffles and for not even ridges the, as a metaphor. Not even the cheddar lime ones, which
2: are tasty. <laughs> just, just generic ruffles. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's a bad
1: move. It reminds me of 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 the Matt Damon where he talks espouse espouses. I don't know. You think I help me out with vocab there about how like, got like, it. the world is changing and and. and About you got to take chances and all this, and then ends up being a crypto commercial. And I'm just sitting there like, what the hell just happened in the last thirty seconds? LeBron, LeBron is incredible. He is just, I I just, I could feel the galaxy brain. He wasn't when he was in the editing room pitching that idea because you know he pitched it um, Uh, to the to the team. And they're just like LeBron, but nobody's gonna say no to LeBron. I mean, no one. Uh, But that's his brand, right? Like he he's the guy that comes up with that particular kind of motivational kind of change the world type of thing and that, i think that's the thing where it's like you know i don't know where i was calling in and i think that's the thing where i think maybe he was trying to say where it, you've put yourself in this position to try to change the world for the better and when you say something as as kind of ridiculous as you do with the spider-man meme you kind of deserve to get slandered for it
0: I mean, just like I think we person. all agree, <laughs> we all agree, deserving of slander for different reasons, and uh, you know, mostly for the hypocrisy. I don't think we take it, we take it so seriously. or At least I don't. I don't. I, I again, my main, my main message with this stuff is that we can't buy the premise that these athletes and celebrities are the people to lead us. Like we just can't buy into it. And they might say things are wrong, no. things that are worthy no. of criticism. I am rejecting of the premise. I think it's a fundamentally absurd premise. And if you reject that premise, you get to be less angry when Aaron Rodgers or Kyrie Irving or LeBron or whoever said something out of line with whatever you believe. You can shrug and you can say, well, you know, they they are athletes and, uh, you know, that's what they do and that's right. the prime reason it's, I'm into them. It, it starts with the point that,
2: you know, LeBron does not lead my – religious cult. Like I yeah. don't need I, I I think he's a phenomenal athlete, one of the best I've ever seen. We don't need to be a hundred percent in the line on our views on you know hygiene and whatever, right? You know, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> or even Chip. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I didn't even know. I was. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm a big Hawaiian Was that a
0: subtle guy. dig at LeBron? By the way, before we take the next no, call. No, or... no,
2: no, it wasn't. I legitimately just had bought a pack of them, and I'm like, wow, these are delicious. He, you,
0: this man... sometimes
2: sometimes people think I I I'm deeper, and they're you know sometimes I'm like Westbrook. It's just pure id. You know, yeah. just going with it.
0: <laughs> you you t- so people know this is very important that they know that Sam tweeted out a picture of Hawaiian chips that he was eating and said "best chip brand," which I it, mean, it's, they're delicious. I, I, I smiled because you have recently had a child, and I just was worried that you wouldn't post <laughs> as much. And when I saw that, I thought, "Yes, I, I guess he's posting as much as ever."
2: No, it's the opposite. It's the opposite. I'm like, I need, I need contact with the outside world.
3: I just hope, I,
0: I hope at that moment the baby was crying and your wife was like, what are you doing? And then she grabs the phone. <laughs> mean, there's there's a, he doesn't know how accurate
1: about. he is right now. Yeah, he doesn't know how accurate he is right now because Sam literally texted me that happening
0: the other day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's take a, let's take a couple more questions. Let's get Nick. Nick, Nick on a landline in Union City. Nick. <coughs> It's like, making these up. Hey, uh, what's going
6: on, guys? Um, hey. Just, yeah, just as an aside, I'm a 100% asymptomatic apparent COVID haver, uh calling from New Ooh. York right now, which, uh, yeah, just, like, it's, like, what the fuck? Like, I, I don't really, yeah. uh, I don't really know what to do right now. It's very, like, I... Uh, that'd be a weird, like, you feel
0: like, like am, I, am I, like, in the movies and I'm a ghost and nobody can see me? It's got to be a strange sense to have no symptoms but have it.
6: Yeah, and it's weird, and it kind of, like, becomes, like, the old, like, WebMD thing where, like, you, I remember, like, back in the day, like, going on and, like, having, like, a sore throat and thinking I have cancer half an hour later, and now I'm trying to, like, reverse engineer times I was like hung over. I'm like, oh, is that COVID or something earlier? Oh my and god. I have
1: a I have a thing by the way, Nick, I call it actually yeah, forget it. I have a thing why I call it either do I have COVID or do I have COVID? I don't know which one I have. <laughs> anyway, hopefully hopefully this one isn't recorded. But uh <laughs> yeah, that, that one fly. <laughs> yeah no, I mean
0: uh Welcome yeah, to no, call in, ladies and gentlemen.
6: <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely been weird and uh just being like, well this five day thing like, I, it's better for me, I guess. It doesn't really make sense, but I, I don't know. But, yeah, regardless, it seems very confusing, uh, frustrating, because I'm boosted, and I'm, like, kind of, like, ah, fuck this. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, on a uh, kind of more substantive note, um, just, like, something, uh, Ethan is a, a subscriber, um, actually uh, a fan going back to the uh, True Hoop TV days, um, Something I find really tricky about analyzing a, a lot of the cultural trends uh, with respect to ratings declines or just like analyzing the coverage of the game is that it turns very much, it sounds a lot like the political thing of like, oh, well, yeah. these politicians uh, advocated for the things I personally like, they would win or whatever. Mm. And so I, I try to keep that in the back of my head and that like these things seem very, have a lot of different causes. But I was wondering if maybe I'm just a crazy person or maybe like you guys feel this too. I feel like the actual analysis of the game on a national level has gotten a lot dumber. Um, in that like, I'll listen to like the most popular national basketball podcast and I can predict what all these people are going to say, like before they say it um, about like a team or like the MVP race. And I'm like, I feel like I'm that's probably because actually predicting the NBA is really hard. Like it's really complicated and yeah um like and like with respect to a team like the warriors right now like i actually think there's like more interesting conversations to be had about um web like questions in the playoffs and stuff and i everyone's just like, like Wiggins Drew- can dribble yeah yeah that. and it's just like i was wondering if you guys feel that at all if maybe it's like a lack of risk taking similar to there is on some of the more cultural stuff or if maybe i'm just like uh, on an island
2: here, I don't know. Well, I, sorry. You I thought, know, can
6: I ask yeah, you a
0: question here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot.
2: All right, I, I'm going to piggyback this because I, I he he got my brain going, and I think it's a great question. Um, at what point did like I don't want, I don't want to make it just about ESPN, but like obviously you worked at ESPN and. I feel like the the podcast and everything, I'm not, I'm not just talking about Stephen A. Smith on TV. Like Stephen A. Smith mm. has a Who very we all clear love. objective.
0: And more. Yes. yes.
2: Look, <laughs> anyone, he's better at whatever he does than you are. So, yes. but like the, the point is like beyond those people, at what point did all NBA coverage pivot from generally covering it to just palace intrigue? Cause I feel mm. like that's what he's talking about. Like, even political coverage moved that way where, um, and I don't want to call anyone out on it because like most of the people who cover it I think are really good at their job. But it's like the NBA coverage just turned into like, you know, people tell me Damian Lillard's unhappy and he wants to be loyal. But like, instead of just talking about the fact that like, wow, the Portland Trailblazers are legitimately a dumpster fire who are unwatchable at all yeah. times. And I cannot figure out where that happened, because it happened I, so I have subtly an that this. I don't re- Yeah, I, 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 I just I, don't feel like I have a like before and after lens. I,
0: I have an answer to this. I think once the priority became news breaking, you needed to get in good with the agents to break the news. And there is a greater emphasis placed on that. And to get in good with the agents, you need to start talking about what they want to talk about. Now here's the problem. The perspective of the league from the agents' view is not something that fan share, right? I, I always point to Drew Rosenhaus, right? Whenever he was doing one of those press conferences, how many fans right. in football or in baseball saw that guy in a soapbox and thought, that's my guy. None, <laughs> nobody. Well, we're effectively doing that via mouthpieces at this juncture where the agent's perspective is become predominant in communicating whatever is relevant about the game. And it becomes about how, this guy's unhappy. That guy's unhappy. This guy's not getting enough help. That guy's not getting enough help. This is not how fans relate to the NBA. I know I say it as a nerdy person who talks about a lot of things that fans might not like, but I I can even see that. I think that it's a result of that emphasis. The news breaking leads to the agent's view, leads to coverage on a kind of palace int- intrigue. I can't even say palace intrigue. It's not like I'm drunk. The kind of palace intrigue that is just so far from what fans are into. I will say it's funny that Nick says the, the coverage on national podcasts, is so much dumber. A lot of it's so much smarter. I almost feel like Nate needs to get dumber and sacrifice some of it to others, you know, on the national level and then we'll have the perfect balance. I don't, I don't know. Um, but those are my takes on the issue.
6: Yeah, and sorry, just like uh, as a quick, I, I should have been a little more specific with dumber, like because obviously, like the proverbial floor is a lot higher than it used to be.
0: I, I think um, Nick, if I if, if, am I right in interpreting it this way, what you're sort of talking about is the sense now that you see, if you turn on for a stake, it's like the Warriors have already won the championship. I mean, that's that's effectively what it was like for a few weeks after that Nets game. It's, you know, the Warriors, are the best, they're winning the championship. We don't really need to think about it anymore. Or is it something else that you're um, keen Um So
6: in? it was definitely an element of that, but um, I mean, to be honest, um, I was actually thinking about the low post. Um,
3: mm. And like,
6: I think like I, I've thought like Jack Lowe is like the literal best in the world of what he does for a very long time and stuff. And now I just, it's just frustrating that I know he's, better than what he's doing and, and, and by like dumb, I, I probably should have like elaborated more that it, it, the like the range of acceptable opinions that people are having on national podcasts seems to have shrunken around. Like, like, I don't, I, I remember when you called that the Warriors going to win the title in 2015. And that was like really interesting. And, and even like someone like Nate Duncan, like uh, on podcast, he's like, guys, what are you talking about? The Bucks fucking suck. They didn't beat anyone like that. I, like I know exactly
1: sti- what Nick is talking about. I know yeah. exactly. What Sorry. I, I don't it, know if that elaborates at all. No, it, it, for me, it does. And, and what I hear is this. It's just all these podcasts, people aren't, aren't, aren't they don't want to have that type of opinion. I'm not going to name names, but they don't just want to have an opinion like what you just said. Where it's just like, yeah, the Bucks aren't going to do it. And here's why. Right? It's more of like a – and I was listening to Low Post this morning with, with Jeff Van Gundy where he asked him straight up, like, do you think that the Brooklyn Nets are the, the best team of Kyrie's there? And Jeff Van Gundy's kind of like, yeah, they, you know, they could be. And it's like, look, listen, man, like have an opinion. Right? It's, it's not a first take thing. Where the first take is all the way on the other side. And it, I don't know – now I don't know if I'm right or not, but this is what I get out of it. It is with the first take stuff, it's, okay, you're, you're too far. Right. It's I want $1 every day, but then on the, on the other side on these national podcasts, it's it's you just there's no there's no one that wants to have an opinion because and I think Ethan has said this before. If they get backlash on it somehow and they get um, uh, what is it called aggregated on it, then, yeah. then they feel embarrassed. Right. And oh, so I was kind of has an opinion on that. I, I was in one
0: of those montages. Do. I was in one of those montages that they that they played. I think because when the Warriors were up three one, started to bring up painful memories for some. You know, you go on a few radio shows, you go on Levitard, and you talk about the series as it is, and it makes for a very good clip for a montage later on. And I, yeah, people don't want that, and they don't want. The, but it's okay to want
1: that. I, yeah, I'm with you. Sorry. You.
0: Yeah, let's take uh, two more questions. We got, uh, of course, Nick. Uh, we've got Ty. I agree, I
1: agree with him, too. I very much agree with
0: him. Uh, we've got Ty. Ty, are you there? Are you there? We we kept Ty waiting for a while. Oh, shit. Can you hear me? Sorry, guys. We Ty. can hear you. What's up, man? Hey.
7: Hey. hey what's going on, man? Hey, uh, have you guys been following the Ennis Cantor story at all?
0: A little like, bit. Or the Ennis, Ennis twists and
7: turns. I think, I think that's the most fascinating story in the NBA for me <laughs> right now um mm. like when i was first kind of introduced to ennis Cantor outside of basketball it was as like a, a turkish like activist fighting erdogan like and his president tried to have him killed and shit and it was like a whole thing like and it was like all right man like all right it's it's kind of cool but kind of to to what you were saying earlier even like uh we shouldn't buy into like the entertainers as thought leaders you know what i'm saying like that's that's probably not the wave but his like uh, his political path, like through international politics and like the American media, has landed him on a podcast with John
0: Bolton, and it's just yeah. like that. It, it seems that's like he might be a CIA plant. I'm not saying right? he is. <laughs> it's incredible.
3: I, yeah. it,
0: it's one of those things where he might be a CIA plant, or maybe. There's, like, a higher-level CIA that they don't even let people like us know about, <laughs> and that's the thing he's with, Um, that, uh, that whoever knows what actually went down with Epstein knows whatever's going on with Cantor. Um, for people who don't know— uh, So the Sixers' he, ownership? <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> uh, th- for people who don't know, he is a follower of uh, Gulen. I, Gulen, I cannot pronounce the name correctly. Shulab- I uh, it, it was hard. I wrote about the Cantor situation and I do narrated articles uh, as part of the Substack deal that I offer people uh, and I was reading all of these names like Erdogan and and <laughs> how do you say it, Sam? What's the, how do I say the leader in Turkey? Glenn? Uh, I'm, okay, Glenn. Yeah. I'm, I'm deferring to there you, you because you're Persian, which makes no sense, or maybe <laughs> it does. I have no clue. I, I was, anyway. was going
1: to do that, Ethan, so don't worry.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, it's great then. It's fantastic. Um, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm he, he's a follower than all of. of
2: you a, towards Islamic
0: we're, scholars, we're calling him. We're we're, we're calling him. Gull- I'm calling him Gully. He's a follower of old Gully, uh, who has a massive fortress in the Poconos in Pennsylvania. Uh, just a huge mansion that it has all kinds of crazy security. And where does the money come from for this particular religious leader who possibly staged a coup against Erdogan? i don't know why I mean you can just do that. you can just have some massive compound in the middle of Pennsylvania when you are uh you know being tracked and possibly uh worried about getting assassinated. I don't know, but for some reason uh Cantor's with this guy uh Turkey has punished cantor's father in some way. uh There is a lot going on with the cantor story, and it's it's more than meets the eye, whatever it is, and I share your fascination Ty. I maybe Uh, we'll try to look into it further because it just seems like there's a lot there. Uh, and okay. I said two questions. We got, we got, can
2: we, can we back this up? Is Draymond Green a CIA plant for systematically eliminating players like Cantor from the NBA? You know, we're just like, (laughs) they're they're not good enough to guard the pick and roll. We got to get rid of them. We're bringing Draymond in here. We, we spent 40 years ignoring the fact that literally putting a player like this in space would make
0: them useless. I don't know. I I'm, I'm just taking it am to the next so goal. close to betraying confidences because the joke <laughs> you just made, let's just say there was a player who was very incredulous about Cantor and Cantor's politics and how outspoken he was um, and was wondering why the media wasn't asking questions. And I'm moving on to David. David is the next caller. David. David, how you doing? Doing good. How are you guys? Doing great. Wonderful. Awesome. Um, and that's yeah, it. That's Next right caller. Me. No, I'm just, <laughs> how you doing?
2: Good. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> with the talk about uh, sort of M- MBA hipsters earlier, reminded me of something. Uh, I'm a I'm a Philly fan. Uh, listen to the Writes Turkey Sanchez podcast, and uh, Spike said something a couple years ago that stuck with me about how when a national writer or a media person will, like, write something about your team or say something on a broadcast that you know as somebody who watches, like, every game is just, like, wildly wrong. Um, mm. Do you guys run into, like, whether it's t- uh, listening to things, reading things, or just talking with, like, fans on Twitter, you, like, there's no way you watch this much basketball where you have these, no. like, strong opinions about every single player on all these teams. Teams, like, I don't know, maybe I... Um, i 've noticed more because i 've watched less basketball over the last couple of years just because of life,
0: but like I feel like there 's just no way this many people can know this much yeah yeah i it 's frankly a huge component yet again to why I quit it was it sounds so silly to say it, it sounds so stupid, but I had a kid, and my kid was becoming sentient and asking questions of me and asking what I was doing and hey, a lot of people love sports and they're going to watch the games for free and have it not be their job and be obsessed with it. You've got to watch every game and you've got to watch more games to have any kind of standing. It does add up. And I I wanted to just be present for my kid when I was home and be able to control my schedule. And I looked at it and it, again, it, it just seems so dumb, uh, but I, I thought there's no way and I can't keep up with everybody else And I do think a lot of people eventually, as they get older and they do have children, they start coasting. I had Michelle Beadle on my podcast, and she was saying that a lot of these people at ESPN, they just pretend to watch the games, you know, in any of these sports. They don't actually do it. Um, So, Sam, what do you think about that as somebody who's going to ignore (laughs) his child uh, perpetually uh, for the next, I don't know, 20
3: years? (laughs)
2: Uh, I think... I think uh a person's priorities show out over time. And their ability to multitask shows out over time. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> that's that's uh, you you can't put me on that
0: spot. it's a little early. Right now right now
2: I'm just right now I'm just changing diapers over games. You don't
0: have to accept the premise. You don't have to accept my uh, my premise. I'm just razzing you. I, I, I know I think he he's not even asking that particular question. I think he's saying are a lot of these people bullshitting? A lot of these national commentators. I mean, well, I would I almost hope th- they would be.
2: I think, I mean, yes. backing yes. it up, the, the number one thing you find out the more involved you get in sports media is like, it's a job like everyone else, right? Some people are passionate about it. Some people are nine to 5 it, right? Like, that's the thing that kind of, you know, when you're like pure fan, you just assume everyone who's into it has the same passion that you do right Mm. and then and then you get into it and you're like you know some people do and some people have dinner reservations at 5 30 on friday and they're just (laughs) trying to run, run out the clock till they get there right
0: yeah i mean i loved what i did i loved being around for the warriors run and i love what i'm doing right now but when i would go to a wedding of course You'd run into people going, "Oh my God, dude, I would want that job. It's the most amazing job and I did right, feel right. like telling them, "Hey, remember when you had a like an essay due in college like remember that that feeling when you had an essay due um now uh do it all the time for your favorite thing and see how long it remains your favorite thing, you know, like give it a few years and see if your favorite thing, whatever it is, remains that um I didn't say it because I did feel lucky to do what I did, but yeah, it is a job. People do burn out. I try to stay ahead of the burnout, and now I just I, write only what's interesting to me.
1: Ethan, I, I stopped covering the team, or at least going to the games live, because I was sick of it. The last year that they played at Oracle, which was going to be an incredible year, I was like, yeah, yeah I, don't, I do this for free. I actually have a real job. I actually, I'm just going to quit. I could do this for like six years. I'm going yeah. to stop driving at Oracle, because it's fucking miserable. And people yeah. will be like, what? Really? You're gonna-? I'm just like, look, man, I've seen them win three championships. I've seen the finals games. I don't care. And they're just like, wow, yeah. and just like, honestly, I sound like an asshole. But it Well, is if you want to sound, <laughs> sound
0: more like an asshole, you would say to the question we just got, no, people who follow the Warriors never get that sense of the national commentator uh, not knowing what they're talking about, about the Warriors, because that's the team they watch. Like that doesn't happen in the way it would happen if you were, I don't know, a, a magic adher- adherent.
2: Plus, plus now we have now we have Kalenna giving us F one impressions again. Mean, it's just it's <laughs> well, Kalenna
1: doing. Kalenna now doing races action It's a pretty crazy twist. That's the. I back mean. I wonder, oh God, oh, man, that was a fun one. It just I, I almost felt bad after I spent all season roasting Kalena and Fitz, and then now they're getting dragged online. I'm just like, oh, I kind of feel
0: bad for them no, it's now. Like, it's, it's that sense I, of, uh, hey, I can bully my hipster- brother.
2: But this you is the can't. most
0: hipster take ever. This is the most hipster yeah. take
2: yeah, ever. Exactly. So the most Whoa. hipster take ever
0: is you, Sam, loving Bob Fitzgerald and being <laughs> ecstatic every time he yells, yes, sir. That's the most hipster take.
3: Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> let's
0: yeah, take a last. Let's take a last question. This has been fantastic. Last question from Lou Sanity, making him the next caller. It's my Lou Sanity. Right okay, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear whatever. Can you I guys? Hear. Can okay. you guys hear me? Yep. Hey, what's up? <laughs> um, so I agree with that caller about
4: today's episode of the Low Post being super boring. Uh, so I wanted to know. As a Normie, Ethan, but also, you know, the Sam and Andy, what is your take? What is your opinion on the Warriors this year? And uh, I was kind of thinking they were going to win for sure. But
0: this week's news about Kyrie Irving has kind of scared me about the Nets. Mm. So uh, do you guys have any predictions? Ooh, yeah. Normie, what what is my... Yeah, yeah. What's my way, I have no comment on the the low post. I, I don't know. The, the, I don't want to get dragged into anything. Like that's that's all I'm saying. That was that
4: was my view and Andy's also. <laughs> that that I is really your like view and Andy's.
3: <laughs>
0: we'll make sure you make I, it
6: aggregate.
0: I don't listen to any NBA podcasts anymore. And That is oh, I'm wow. just being honest. I don't. I don't. I mean, there are issues that are interesting that have to do with the league, but day-to-day, no. Just being real, uh, I I don't want to fake it. But um, what do I think? Uh, People have been asking me a little bit, because I did make that prediction in 2015, like it's going to come true if I say the Warriors are going to win the championship. Um, But I think that ship sailed. I mean, it's too obvious to take right now. Is it okay, guys, that I feel at some level... At some level that maybe maybe they don't have enough. But I, I think here's what's messing with my mind. I think, the with league, I, I think the league got a little worse. You know, They got better. Everything clicked into place when Andre came back. Um, and they flipped the shitty role players to the good role players. Everything magically got better. But it also just seems that some of those big bads out there wilted. The Lakers, most obviously. And the Nets, to a degree. Although they're ramping up, whoa, and, and whoa, Trevor is
2: If you haven't been following the Lakers, Trevor is out. So, is oh. back coming
0: back. Yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> Rondo, Rondo trade. Yes, all these. No, things. Yeah, my yeah,
2: my yeah. my um. I'm with you. My fundamental feeling on the Warriors is like I just don't think they're gonna beat the the Bucks or the Nets. I think they're good. I think that. A lot of it depends on this idea that Clay Thompson's going to magically be the player you saw at the end of the 2019 playoff run,
0: and that just seems uh, very romantic. Although, here's the argument for that. You know, some of these players, they get hurt, they fall off, they're never the same again, but they're often in these different situations. Isn't this the most optimal situation to try to hit your stride again, if you've been out uh, like Clay is, where it's... I mean, this is the most optimal one. He has the game that could fit most easily. Um, I'm not watching closely when they post those videos of him doing the warm-up shots, but I, I think there's something <laughs> there's something to that. I mean, there's a big unknown. There's a big unknown. Maybe I'm guilty of what we were talking I, about earlier, of not just having to take. I
1: just, I just think if you're judging them on the fact that, yeah, are they the favorites that are going to win the championship like they were in 15, 16, 16, 17, 17, 18. Yeah, of course you're going to feel like this team is not going to be that team. But in terms of can they win a championship? Absolutely. Yes. Man, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Like Should they even be favored? I would say sure. Why not? <laughs> like the Milwaukee Bucks, yeah. I mean, they're, they're fantastic. But end of the day, like Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday aren't world beaters. The honest is, though. But that's one guy. The, the Warriors have one world beater themselves. And then the Brooklyn Nets have an atrocious defense. They'll get Kyrie back, so we'll see. But their defense is terrible, especially against an offense that the Warriors can run where there are a lot of motion. So, yeah, I mean, they may not have it enough, but I just think that for that to be a certainty is just untrue because they have enough good players to win a championship as is. I, I just think that they're not the heavy favorites, but yeah, what team has been the heavy favorites to win a championship since the KD Warriors?
0: And obviously I just the think Suns are in the mix, yeah. No, so I, I don't buy the Suns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, I with sand,
1: what I was
2: yeah. I with <laughs> what I was gonna say is like that my my main take on the Warriors is um, Draymond Green looks I don't know like like he's playing like the player that we saw like four or five years ago and that's very fun to watch because it's uh it, it's hard to describe like there's not a really another player who's just like it's that kind of like whirlwind force of defense in general, and it's, it's quite it, – it makes you think the Warriors are in every game they play because he'll, he'll just, like, decide to guard five players at once. And that's fun to watch, so.
0: Yeah, I, it, they're, it's optimal. It's optimal as long as people don't get too carried away. They've got a shot at the championship. You're invested. It's a good product every night. It's a great timeout, if you will. Um, <laughs> and, you, and, and you don't, we don't have to – We
2: don't have to microanalyze James Wiseman. That's great. No, oh,
0: and you you don't have that kind of heavy as the head that wears the crown dynamic. I mean, let's face right. it that 2019 regular season was a slog. It was a slog, and this one isn't. It's kind of fun. So I think it's it's just a uh, it's just a good time. I enjoy it like the normie I am on the exercise bike, um, and not. Investing too much time or energy. By the way, I lied before when I said I don't listen to any NBA podcasts. Obviously, I listen to Light Years. Come on. <laughs> talking crazy. Speaking of which, is there anything to plug other than that, guys, as we head on out? No. Nope. That's it. That's it just light years that's it it's like it's like i'm insinuating you don't have enough ambition just that's it that's, that's all, you know, your we,
1: all we do baby just 18 podcasts a week every regular <laughs> week game you uh, know it's, it's 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 all hey as it's, it's steph goes the light years podcast goes
0: <laughs> well you guys i think provide an incredible service just by being so entertaining and being so honest and cutting through the bullshit actually that, that those are synonyms anyway I'm losing steam. I'm freezing in my garage. It's 40 degrees in the Bay Area. Uh, Everybody, thanks so much for calling in, giving the questions, listening. Uh, I will be back with two episodes next week. And thanks so much to Sam. Thanks so much to Andy. Happy New Year's, everybody. Don't get too crazy out there.
3: See ya.